And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFord. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for Nerdishy Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerdishy Road right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show. Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, Tending to your yard or just sipping your coffee on Saturday morning, listen to Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic NBA Show. Want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA? Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at the Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. I'm Zach Harper. That's Jade Hoy producing. Coming up on the show, Lakers panic again. Ainge out. Double OT Dame time. Fans suck and playoff MVP. Let's get to our two contestants in this corner. The Bay Area legend, new homeowner and author of two books about the Warriors dynasty. The one and the only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, are Kyrie and the Nets uniting the whole world on this championship run? Oh, this is symbiotic. This is Kwanzaa, baby. That's what they're doing. They are pushing Kwanzaa from the back end of December into the summer, right on the precipice of Juneteenth. This is like the blackest team of all time. Let's go. Kyrie's got the afro. You feel me? James Harden's got the beard. Like like and 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 Kevin Durant's got the, you know what I'm saying, the old signature grandfather hair. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, yeah, yeah, I feel like they're uniting us all in the way that black people do. I do feel you, Marcus. And in this corner, Bay Area suburban legend, author of the book, The Victory Machine, Ethan Sherwood, paperback Strauss. Ethan, how many times have you been threatened to be beat up by an NBA player? Uh, Three times, three times, but it, it might be two and a half, depending Whoa! What's the half? I just, well, I just love how, how half threatened. I just love how Bogut asked me that question. He didn't. He didn't remember actually doing it, which was funny to me. It was many years ago, but uh, that was very amusing to me. Well, speaking of getting beat up, Jade, start the clock. Lakers panic time again. Psych. 
tight. Oh, boy, the drama that is unfolding out west between the Lakers and the Suns. That is about to put a serious crimp in LeBron's Space Jam 2 debut next month. Tuesday night, the Suns took game five, the pivotal game five, stopping the AD list Lakers 115 to 85. But we've been down this road before. Jay, play the tape. Psych. Quote We'll find out what we're made of, and we'll find out how bad we want this. That's Lakers coach. Frank Vogel afterwards when asked how his team will respond in game six. LeBron said, we got our ass kicked. It's just that simple. The first time his career dropped two straight games in a first round series. Ethan, I ask you, is it time to la panic? I didn't know that Space Jam 2 was coming out in a month. Yeah, I guess it, it is time to the panic. I, I, I had no idea about that. I thought it was one of those, hey, job well done, Lakers. You had a very short turnaround after winning Did the bubble championship. Did you think it was just a myth? What do you mean you didn't know it was coming out? I didn't know. I knew there was a Space Jam on the horizon. I didn't know the horizon was arriving so soon. Uh, maybe they shouldn't have done it through Spring Hill Warner. Maybe they should have done it through Disney because they could pull the strings and get the correct whistles. You'd have Bob Iger grabbing onto Devin Booker's leg like Jeff Van Gundy on Alonzo Mourning just to help out. But that's not the case. Perhaps poor business dynamics. It is a dire situation for these Lakers. And maybe there's a small window of opportunity in Chris Paul's injury getting re-aggravated. Um, and that's sad to say, but a lot of this series has been determined by whoever's healthy. I think there's a big chasm right now between people who have had groin strains and people who haven't. That's my observation when I look towards the future of the series because the people who have had them are going, yeah, Lakers are cooked, man. Yeah, no AD. And the people who haven't are going, Anthony Davis is always injured. He's got to suit up and get in there. That's that's the difference I'm seeing. I thought Barkley, Barkley did both, which was amazing. Barkley did both <laughs> things, both sides of the Anthony Davis issue, calling him street clothes, which was brutal, mm. unfair, and hilarious. Uh, and then later on, we close Davis. Come on. That's kind of <laughs> pretty clever. It, it was hilarious. And then later on talking about, Hey, if you have a groin strain, you really can't come back playing. He should have stayed back in LA instead of traveling with the team. I don't understand. And you know what? I, I agree on all counts. Um, and it is, man, it is quite the setup. This is a, this is a, this is a big time game six, man. I'm excited for this game six. Yeah. Um, I, I do have some breaking news here. Uh, if Anthony Davis plays in game six, he is already questionable to return. So Marcus, uh, with this AD injury, I am of the opinion that a groin injury does not heal quickly. It just doesn't. So Marcus, what do you make of this Lakers peril right here? First off, I just don't know what's with the growing shades. Like growings are resilient, you know, growings bounce back. Growings cannot be held down and eventually growings will erect again. So you just never know. When what are we talking about it, here? We're talking about the abductor <laughs> muscle, I think. <laughs> we're talking about growings. Uh, I, I think you're both missing what's happening here. And I'm surprised that you, Zach, you movie expert. What? LeBron clearly was chilling in game five. Oh. This sets up the big overcoming adversity, uh, you know, the struggle story. Okay. This is the rage. Sure. This is, look, 
do you think Dennis was trying to make shots? <laughs> do you really think he was? I hope think, not at this point. <laughs> I mean, goodness. Do you really think that was the plan? Like, do you, you think really he accidentally throw a lob pass into the rim at that point? <laughs> he, like, my God, he should have developed a groin strain. <laughs> Is running, uh, drumming out there because he feels like that's actually the best strategy. Mm. No, this is all designed mm-hmm. for Space Jam 2. The heroic comeback, you get your powers back at the last minute. Oh, you stretch out your arm and hit the game. Like LeBron knows what he's doing, man. <laughs> Spring Hill on three. Spring Hill on three. Mav yeah. on Jade, three. Which, Jade, which, uh, which, uh, ED. Medication are we Roman. are we are Roman. we spinning right now? La Roman. Roman, get Roman. Well, maybe get Roman bring some power back to the groin of those affected. I think people think the groin is something that's Blue Chew. Edit people, that in post. We'll edit that in post. Blue Chew. Blue Chew. I think people think the groin is something something it isn't. In most cases it's the abductor bustle, but it is I mean, I thought it's high ankle sprain was bad. And it is bad. LeBron doesn't look like LeBron in this series. But groin, man, I mean you can't this is where I can bring my my knowledge to bear right here, since I am not an NBA player. Uh, you can't casually golf with a groin strain. It destroyed Tiger Woods' career, a groin strain did. I When we consider that Anthony Davis isn't exactly, I don't know how groin to put this. groin strain hit the back of his window with a golf club? <laughs> well, you know. Um, <laughs> it's one of many dominoes. One thing Maybe led to the other. Maybe how he got the groin strain led to that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How he got the groin strain. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's bad, man, in most cases. Mm. And if it's coming up on the MRI, I know they're saying microscopic. But if it's on the MRI, if you can see it, if it's there at all. No, it's that's bad. Yeah. You're, if you can that's, see it, that's yeah. bad. That's not good. That's in every single motion. And I, it just seems like... They need him. They will lose without him. Uh, but if he is that compromised, my God, it's like they're dodging bullets between him and LeBron. And a lot of it's that short turnaround that they had that I think put them in, in peril, put them at risk, and they're suffering for it. And credit to the Suns, man. That was a that was a killer performance. Devin Booker, a uh, great player at home. And it was so interesting. I know Draymond mentioned it, but the way he was turning down shots from the outside, which... I want to say, I want to go against the old heads, the old NBA players who say that's that's what you need to do, but it kind of worked. It really did soften the Lakers up that he was just getting into the paint like that and um, settled the Suns down. And yeah, they're a complete team. And I think they could even potentially do it with Chris Paul being compromised. What, what's, so, what's so troubling, Zach, from the Lakers' perspective is they kind of need LeBron to be that. They need LeBron yes. to just yes. relentlessly attack. And you this is where now, remember, we've talked about this. Like, will it. he have a finger? And I don't know if he can take Devin Booker. Like, I don't like he started that game so well. It's like, okay, lunch. LeBron's here. And then all of a sudden he's like jacket jumpers. And it's like, no. And he and he's doing the get everybody involved, but like, yo, these dudes don't want to shoot. They don't want to <laughs> be a part of this. He's got to go. Detroit LeBron 25 straight and I wonder if he's got it except for 
the fact that this is all set up uh, and uh-huh. he's going to do right, it. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and the storyline will continue. I, Trust me on this one, y'all. I'm telling you. I, I, I have a little baseball analogy right here. You know oh, me. You know me, Zach. Major yeah. seam head. Hey, don't be you're, bringing you're up the A's head. here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, seam I know, head, I know. I know. It, you know, unfortunately, it is the A's uh, because we only have them for so much longer. So we need to right, talk about them. For a few more months. Yeah, right. we, only, we only have them for a little bit more time. But I was watching the A's game after the Nuggets-Blazers game last night, and they brought in a reliever, and all he threw was slider every single time. It was slider, slider, slider. Zamora was his name. And what was interesting to me about it was that he eventually got beat up by the A's who were hitting his slider, not when it was in the strike zone, but like swinging on their knees for Sean Murphy for a double and just chasing out of the zone. And it's this idea of if I know what you're going to do and I know what you want to do, even if it's not the optimal situation for me, I can stick with it and I can anticipate it. And that seems like that's the Lakers offense right now. That seems like it's LeBron doing these driving kicks and he doesn't really want to get to the rim. And so even if he gets into the paint and even if he has beat his defender in a way, the Suns still have enough anticipation in the back of their minds of what he really wants to do. And that's what we're seeing play out right now in the series. I think when you roll up with uh, Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell, who you were supposed to get to fix the offensive issues that you had last year when LeBron was on the floor and Dennis Schroeder puts up zero and Mon- and Montrez Harrell is someone Frank Vogel doesn't want to play and then you don't even have the good Morris twin, uh, I think you're in trouble, guys. I think that that's, uh, that's leaving you. Leaving you out in well, the cold. Well, maybe they Speaking should replace him with the good twin. I mean, who would try know? it? Yeah, a little, <laughs> little swap there. Uh, Speaking of out in the cold, take two. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Danny Ainge? More like Danny ain't there anymore. The Boston Celtics announced Wednesday that Danny Ainge is retiring and coach Brad Stevens is being promoted to president of basketball operations? What? This, just a day after the Celtics bowed out of the playoffs to the Brooklyn Nets in five games. Ainge has been at the helm for 18 years with his greatest achievement being Kevin Garnett dragging that team to a 2008 title. Since then, Ainge accumulated a ton of young talent, draft picks, It was notoriously always on the brink of making that big trade. And luckily, you'd find out the day after the trade deadline what that big trade almost was, but couldn't quite turn the corner or even close for that matter, despite making the conference finals several times in the last four years. Uh, Never actually a real contender in that sense. So one last note, Brad Stevens, the Celtics will be looking for a new coach. Coach K just retired from Duke or he's retired from Duke after the season. Coach K, anybody Hmm. handling that? Marcus. How would you define the legacy of one Danny Ainge? Uh, let's see. Is the greatest thing Danny Ainge ever did was hitting uh, Mario Elliott in the face with the ball? 
Like, was that? Wow. Look, this dude was a like no, a, was, was basically a professional Major League Baseball player. He's nah, a champion. Danny Ainge, was, Danny Ainge was a professional irritant, and he was really good at his job, and he made big shots. And I actually think he's a, he's excellent at, like, evaluating uh, uh, how to dump, you know, when to dump players and when to trade them in for draft picks. It's the second part he can't do, right? It's the, now what do I do with these picks? I'm more, what's more striking to me is how Brad Stevens continues to fail up. <laughs> like, I mean, this, it is unbelievable the, the charmed existence he had. Like, and look, we know charmed existence. Like Steve Kerr it has a charmed existence. You're looking at one right here in the Zoom. But he at least won three championships. Like Brad Stevens loses and gets promoted. Like I don't even understand this. Uh, What universe do you bow out like this every year? Uh, I guess you made it to Eastern Conference Finals one time, and and somehow you end up on top of the game. That's the thing, Marcus. They made it three out of the last four years prior to this season, but we're like no one ever thought like, oh, this team's going to make the finals. They made it because the East sucked. But but wasn't but wasn't that a talent thing? I mean, if nobody nobody was ever there was one season where people were juiced on them and thought they could potentially win a championship. Right. I, I don't think that people ever came away from it thinking that, Oh my God, Brad Stevens should have elevated this Celtics core to winning a championship. Um, wait a second. I'm distracted because I'm just wondering, did my analogy even make sense earlier with Zamora? I gotta be honest. I, I zoned out. I yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I, uh, because now I'm thinking about baseball. I started looking at my phone. I was looking at what the topic are, was next. Are the like, Suns uh, are the Suns even really playing LeBron the driving kick? I feel like they're packing the paint. And they're just letting the Lakers miss. So that's number one. Important Brad Stevens analysis there. Thank you, Ethan. Number two. Number two. Are we sure this is really getting a promotion? I mean, we we act like it because on the org chart, the GM is the coach of uh, is the coach of the coach, the boss of the coach. But it's not really like that. Coaches tend to get paid more than GMs. To my mind, I'm not sure that this is necessarily a promotion. It seems like an effort to just keep Stevens in the fold of things. But I don't like it. At first blush, but why? Why? I'm, why? I'm, why are you? Keeping I'm ready. Stevens? I'm ready to throw out some rec- reckless speculation. Okay. If I think it was, if you want Brad Stevens to stick around, Danny Ainge's got to go. Why? That I, it's just my job to throw Ooh. out the reckless speculation. It's your job to analyze it. But that's what I think. Uh, you I think, think it's just it, get him out of here. I want to stay. Promote me up the ladder. It, it, do you think? Um, Brad Stevens is now angelic looking Pat Riley where it's, Hey, we're going to get you upstairs. And when it's time to knife a coach, you know, it's you, yeah, you got it. You, you, you got go this, back yeah. in, you swoop in. Hey, when this situation actually is championship worthy, it hasn't been Brad, but you, you can come in and do it. So, it, so it, this next coach is going to get fired in a couple of years. And then the guy after that's going to be the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it's going to go. The guy after that will be Brad Stevens. Yeah. Like, oh, we got a winner. Mm. I got this. Here we go. I got this. Dude, it does. This is weird timing, though, right? Like, yeah. they they got injured. Yeah. Like, if, it almost feels like they're being punished for something that was kind of out of their control. They got injured and they faced Brooklyn in the first round. Like, what, so, what were they supposed something's to Something's not adding up. Like, the whole thing is weird. Something's not adding up. We're missing some part of this particular story. I don't love it because I think about what's the main thing Brad Stevens brings to the table as a coach that people talk about. It's from what I've heard, his photographic memory that he 
just has a memory for every play and has a certain genius for just drawing up plays that you could never anticipate. That's not really a GM skill as far as I know. They're not really the same job. Uh, I actually remember talking to a certain assistant GM with a certain New England team represented by a certain uh, diminutive uh, ethnic stereotype of a mascot. And he was he he was making the point, and it stuck in my mind, that you've got all these coaches around that time, this was years ago, who were becoming GMs. And yet none of these coaches could think a GM could be a coach and just grab the clipboard like that. So why are they assuming they can do it? Maybe this will work out, but I don't tend to think that coaches are often well-suited to be general managers. Um, being a GM is a very miserable job. It requires a very different skill set. And I just don't, I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense. I will offer this up, Ethan. I will offer this up, right? To that point, Brad Stevens, when he was Butler's coach, he was essentially a GM, right? Like you are recruiting, you are evaluating talent. You are trying to bring players into the mix. Yeah. Yeah, Like you are really doing all that stuff. I'm not saying that's going to translate easily to the NBA. It's a very different system, but there is something there. There's something. I'm just saying, the dude goes from a job that's known for lasting about three years and eventually you're going to get fired to somehow like avoiding that whole part of it. And now you get to go to a job where, yeah, I'm going to ride this out for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. He will never get fired. No. Think about that. Brad Stevens may never get fired. And I don't, I don't even know how that's fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, you need to get fired one time at least. Steve Kerr got fired, right? Like, yeah. You got to get fired I, at least no, one Steve, time. Steve Kerr did not get fired, by the way. He quit yeah. and he drove to San Diego listening to the county. Yeah, but pros. it was kind of like you, you like I quit because the peak slip is coming. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> what a what a privilege that must be. Uh, so, you know, you know what Ainge, Ainge know rhymes Adam with? Derwitz? <laughs> you know what? You know what Ainge rhymes with? Range. You know who has range? Take three, check the clock. It's Dame time, baby. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The legend of Damian Lillard yet again grew Tuesday night. Oh, as he orchestrated a game for the ages. 55 points, an NBA playoff record, 12 three-pointers made, 17 of 24 from the field as the legend Dame Time led the Blazers to lose, lose to the Nuggets, lost. The fuck? Wait, he scored 55 points and they lost? Jade, are you, hold on, let me check this. This is two overtimes though, you know? Okay, <laughs> Damn. Well, like, damn time, not Dame time. Damn, Lillard played 52 minutes, 17 to 24, 12 to 17 from deep, but it wasn't enough. Nuggets coach Mike 
Malone said Damian Lillard was superhuman tonight. I believe it's Nuggets coach Mike Malone. It's Michael. Nuggets Mike Malone and coach Michael, Michael Malone. Michael Malone, my my apologies. And it's going to take another superhuman effort to come back from a 3-2 deficit the Blazers find themselves in now. Ethan, is Dame time out of time? Probably. Maybe not in this series, but eventually. They don't have enough talent. Uh, they they really can't they can't get there. They're not a contending team, and they've been in this. He, he's had the Sisyphean task for so long. They've really been here for a while. Even when they made the conference finals, they weren't really coming with a championship worthy team. And so, I always say with them that they didn't make the hard decision. I think that they had to build their team differently. That CJ and Dame, all the resources devoted to that to having effectively two point guard size guys in the backcourt. Um, you know, as great as they are um, and as good as CJ McCollum is, maybe they should have made a swap at a certain point and tried to build it differently. But, you know, I will say this. I, I love Damian Lillard. I think everybody loves Damian Lillard. Does anybody not? It, it, it seems like as frustrating as it is that oh, he... George. Well, yeah, well, Paul George, Paul George, maybe not, not those two, but fan wise, I mean, I did an article on the local ratings. The Blazers are, are they're number three, despite not being a contender. And I think that's the familiarity of Damian Lillard, his charisma that, you know, he's going to be with the Blazers, that he's committed to an imperfect situation. And I guess I'm saying that there's a value in that. I hope they do right by him. I hope they get him enough talent to where he can compete for a title. Uh, But at the same time, I think that he's deriving a lot from still being there and being associated with that franchise. Marcus, did, uh, did, did Mike Malone get away with one of the worst coaching jobs we've ever seen in a win last night as he, he takes no, that was, Nikola that was Jokic Michael out. did that, not Mike. He takes, he takes we went, Nikola we, Jokic out uh, we on a final possession. This, we went through this. Yeah. He didn't foul. Right. Because he didn't want his young defenders duped into a four-point play. That's a very reasonable excuse. You know what happened when Jason Kidd threw out a similar reason for not fouling up three because he was afraid of a four-point play? You know what we did to him? We fired, we fired his ass. Him. We've already established that. In in <laughs> fairness, that Dame shot over Shaq Harrison was ridiculous. Like that was ridiculous. That that was about. They as were all tough. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah like, but that but one was about as tough a three pointers you're going not, to see. But, but it's not ridiculous for Dame, right? And and that's the 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 odd part about this is like, okay, maybe you don't foul. Send the double. Who who else? C.J. McCollum was struggling like crazy. Nobody else could make a shot. Sit, trap him like crazy and make him give the ball up. They didn't even do that. And like you said, he's been vouching for Jokic can play defense. Jokic can play defense. Hey, he was out of that game so quick. Out, out, he and then they didn't. So they couldn't bring him back in for the final possession of overtime. The final offensive possession, and so you got uh, who was it? Austin Rivers. I think Austin Rivers or Monty Morris. It was one of those. Yeah. Footer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Jokic is not on the floor. At the at the most pivotal moment of the game to to answer Dane, I'll say Jokic. Yeah, it was Jokic looked tired. I, not man. fouling twice was crazy. Yeah, not fouling twice, twice. Yeah. I just, I can can we that. talk about Michael Porter Jr. making the defensive play of the game? Um, that was that was interesting too. Where I think that deflection. That's why CJ stepped out of bounds. That was just a great example of how effort uh, just sometimes creates some chaos that works out for you. 
But man, what a, I, what a I don't game. know. Probably the play of the night was that pass from Jokic. Oh, that was <laughs> insane. <laughs> that that oh. over the top to the corner. Oh my god! Just the idea you that know, like who makes I think passes Roko like that? Hurt is growing. Oh, yeah, on that I one. know. Like, <laughs> Roko makes, got AD'd on that one. That that pass to the corner. It was like a chip shot in soccer of just having an arc on it. I mean, that was. That was, oh, that was up and down for sure. Oh it reminded God. me of uh, Matt Chapman, or I don't know. I was going to make an A's reference there. But uh, I yeah. It was like the looping home run of a Matt Olsen with a no, launch angle. And I feel, like, I feel like he didn't have to do that. I feel like he intentionally put it at just the height to toy with Robert Covington. Oh, like He could have just did a regular lob. He could have hit he the cutter. to taunt him. Yeah, he decided to taunt him and put mm-hmm. it right where, like, you know, you think you can get this, but you can't get this, and I want you to fall and be embarrassed for trying. Like, yeah. that's the part. He taunted him with a pass. He it was chi- crazy. He chipped the keeper. He basically did a lob, but instead of a lob to the hoop, he did a lob to the corner three. Um, that guy. Keeper. Well, he chipped, he chipped the keeper. He, he, what, you're he, repeating it doesn't clear it up for me. The, what do you uh, mean, chip the keeper? What does that mean? No, nah, if you say it three times, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it one more you'll time. get it by osmosis. He chipped the keeper is what he did. Well, oh, yeah, oh, now you get it, right? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you understand. Wait, you've never oh, seen man, it that in soccer? that keeper got chipped like you would not believe. You've, you've never, never seen, seen a keeper get you've chipped You've never seen way. this in soccer where the keeper is running at the striker and the striker is instead of instead of doing her. <laughs> the what guy trying to score a goal. Strikers. Okay. The guy trying to score the goal. And the goalie? Why are we calling him a keeper? Are they called keepers? Yeah, they're called keepers. It's yes, goalie hockey. Okay. Uh, so right. the keeper is coming at you. Instead of hitting the ball hard, you. instead of trying to hit the ball hard, you loft it over him and he goes whoa like and that. he goes and he's got to oh, scramble to get okay. back and he looks yeah. desperate and yeah. you know, he's it's like, humiliating oh, I get the ball and right. you can't. it looks awesome and that's what happened with the Jokic pass that he probably did because he's from a soccer playing culture that's that's probably sounds like that would be a messy situation right well uh, we do I, know I one say- thing <laughs> game six in portland grab your popcorn unless take four no popcorn for you, you asshole fans who keep doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing at games. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This past week, the NBA saw a plethora of bad fan activities from throwing popcorn at Russell Westbrook, racist comments directed towards John Moran and his family, someone tossing a water bottle at Kyrie Irving's head, and now, or what about the guy running on the court to clap the backboard in D.C.? What the hell? And now, because of these handful of people yet to be identified other than that 21-year-old idiot Cole Buckley from someplace in Massachusetts. Other than that one, the rest of us will have to suffer the NBA. 
is enhancing its fan code of conduct policy following these reports of misbehaving fans. Now, the NBA has issued an 11-point memo, which states clearly, by the way, it's one more point than the Lakers had in the second quarter of Game 5, an 11-point memo, which states clearly, among other things, that alcoholic beverages will still be permitted, but encourages fans to tell on guests for inappropriate behavior to the nearest usher, security guard, or guest service staff member. In addition to banning fans, teams and arenas are urged to develop process processes for pursuing law violations. And here's the, here's the kicker guys. This will solve it. These code of conduct announcements are going to be made three times during games. Oh, wow. That's I told you, you, you say it three times, you yeah. understand you say it automatically. three times and it works. That's it, fun. It, it hypnotizes the, the drunk fan. Fundamentals. Marcus, why do you think we saw this explosion of bad fans gone wild this past week? Fans gone wild. <laughs> fans gone wild. I, I, you know what? I actually think there is, some, <laughs> the there is a, 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 a social economic development happening here. Uh, I, I feel like part of this is a byproduct of tickets being so expensive. And the fact that people are paying so much money adds to the entitlement. Like if I'm paying $2,000 to sit here, like it's not enough for me just to cheer. And when see you didn't, you don't see, you didn't see this type of stuff when, when there was a family there, you didn't see this type of stuff when you could bring your son and, and, you know, and your daughter to a game. And it was like a, a regular working class family event. That that Celtics, that Celtics fan could even afford a shirt under his Jersey. He spent so much on tickets market. (laughs) No, you don't wear shirts under jerseys. As a fan, baby, as a fan. Yeah, no, absolutely. You do. (laughs) It's interesting. I mean, I, I want, I don't want to just simply say, although I could, like, you know, I'm just happy that it's it's never anybody black doing this. But I do feel like there's a sense of entitlement, right? There's a sense of, like, I'm in this spot and I have some sort of power. And what makes you feel that? I'm like... If I spent that kind of money, maybe I feel that too. I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy to me to think that you have this power over somebody that you could behave in this way. Yeah. Like, we got to examine where you get this from. Like, yeah, what, yeah, what does that, how does that come I wonder, about? What like, is like it? yeah, why, why, why do you think people are doing that? I don't, I just can't figure, I figure can't out why quite, this happening. I can't um, quite figure it out. Yeah, me neither. Uh, uh Ethan, uh, this activity pales in comparison i don't know i'm just making a white joke there like defending the we had this with laws in my podcast where it's like i i'm put in the position of um the negative pathologizing of uh of, of the white man i have to, I have Ethan, to explain white people at games um uh <laughs> Explain white people. Explain white people at games. They buy a ticket and they show up to the game. And it seems like (laughs) the family thing was an interesting observation, actually. It reminds me that marriage and family is uh, is civilizing because we are seeing these kind of rogue dudes go crazy. The one that was craziest to me, actually, was the popcorn one. That's the one that's still the weirdest, where it's like a little... I still think spitting at somebody. Spitting at somebody no, no, is an no. aggressive situation. No, they're they're all bad. Yeah. They're all bad. That's a lot of pocket. They're all bad, but they're reflexive. The popcorn one, he like snuck like he was in some yeah. sort of tunnel in trench warfare. Like he little sneak up there and then so much popcorn at, at the in the bag as well. I've never gotten that much popcorn uh, <laughs> in Wells Fargo. They usually skimp. 
Um, but there was more popcorn than bags somehow. So that one stuck in my mind. I mean, people have posited that it's the people a year and a half of not really interacting with each other. And then you team them all up and they're just going crazy. I don't buy that. You don't buy what that. What happened to appreciation? No. What happened to like, like, yo, this is so great. Let me, let me do what I can to maximize it. Who gets cooped up for a year decides I'm going to do something to put me in jail. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's tr- it's hard to find any rationality to it. Uh, the only thing I can really come up with is it might be overstimulating, or people are getting too drunk because they haven't been around each other, so they're going insane. And this has a, this is like the first fun thing they've done in a while. Yeah. And some people don't have good impulse control, and some people are total idiots. Um, I don't know of any sort of fan code of conduct, whatever, whatever is going to do anything. I do think maybe extending the punishment out to perhaps legal uh, scares some people into compliance, perhaps. Uh, but there's just been this weird dynamic, this rotten dynamic recently between fans and players where it just seems like there is mutual animosity that has been building, not in just this situation, but for a few years now. And now we're seeing it uh, burl up to the surface. So it's it's quite unfortunate. Every fourth seat needs to be a kid. Mm. Every fifth seat needs to be a kid. Hopefully people act better when kids are in the way. Yeah. Nah, that's not how people. Yeah, are. I'm no, pretty sure that would actually make it worse. I think no, I think I think I think kids are civilizing, but you're gonna maybe have some crazy people who don't even care that they're there with their kids. But you want it to be family entertainment. You don't want it to be what football I think has become for a lot of people. Where I know people don't go to football games because dudes get into fights in the stands. Um, you don't you don't want that. You want to maintain or baseball games. Dodgers, baseball Dodgers games. Astros. Yeah. Recently, yeah, beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Although we saw one at Chase, I think, Marcus, before the COVID. Oh, yeah, hit. yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah, you that don't was, want that. You don't who was who was who was Andy Lou fighting? <laughs> oh, okay. I think it was Steve. I think it was Steve Curry. <laughs> Steve Curry trained with us. well, who will be the next player to be assaulted at a basketball game by a fan? Take five. It might be the playoff MVP. <laughs> Fellas, it's been too long without some awards talk. And even though there's technically not an award for playoff MVP, we're doing it anyway. So who you got? Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard after last night. I think we know Marcus's pick. Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, who just (laughs) had it announced that he has a small lateral tear in his meniscus and his day-to-day. So it might not be him, but the list goes on with possibilities. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, all kinds of people. Ethan, who would be be your playoff MVP right now? Yeah, that doesn't sound very day-to-day, that that meniscus tear uh i'm going kd Mm-mm. let's go kevin durant yeah. hyper efficient and has any team looked better than the brooklyn nets in these post you know in these playoffs i, was, I mean in the these bucks did just sweep the just did just sweep the heat that's you know? true that's true yeah. but they lost to vincenzo i mean they look better i suppose but one of the aspects of why they look better is uh is out of it and they're completely top heavy and they're I'm completely- pretty sure it was drew holiday I, dante's good but i'm pretty sure that's drew holiday no i'm not saying i'm not saying that it was because of him i'm just saying i don't feel so great about them now because they are so top heavy in terms of their minutes yeah. but yeah look the nets if you're looking at the award like what's the best team what's the best player um and also just the storyline and we're really looking mvp at this The ability of Kevin Durant to come back from the Achilles and be this just incredibly efficient um, on the team that I do think is perhaps the favorite right now. I'm going to go with KD. Marcus? Yeah, KD is just not fair. So I'm going to go ahead and give this. 
award to someone who, you know, probably otherwise wouldn't get mentioned if Katie's in the mix. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, this is an obvious take. I think you know where I'm going to go. Right. I think if you know anything about me, if you read my work, you know where uh, I will stand. But there's something in me just won't allow me to do anything else. And so I have to give the award to Trey Young. I knew, what the fuck? I knew he Let's was doing go. that. Oh, it's so classic. I knew Trey, it. <laughs> Trey Young. I knew it. Come on. Listen, I feel like Drew right there. Drew, Drew almost single-handedly dismantled the heat. Like it's it was insane what he did. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that Trey Young just completely punking the Knicks, not just beating them. Like he's turned the Knicks, the New York against the Knicks. Nope. Like Julius Randle was the celebrated. Oh, this is get the great Julius Randle. Now they're ready to get rid of him. He's done. Like Trey Young walked into New York and he has Spike Lee turning on the Knicks. Stephen A. Smith can't even take it. Like, I love this, that Trey Young just went into New York and just slapped everybody. And they tried to spit on him and they tried to cuss him out and they only egged him on. I'm giving it to Ice Trey because this dude is wow. like five foot five. <laughs> and he's got the six weight of the two. guard what on his back. I know, I know. He's, been, he's been so fun to watch. <laughs> you gotta though, do man. that with a guy. With a guy who's like under six five, you gotta act like he's basically Earl Blank Archibald. Yeah, yeah right. I, I mean, by the way, oh, funny you mentioned that, Ethan. Uh, when we were recording this on Wednesday, it's Earl Boykin's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Earl! Wow, yeah. what was his bench press Random. again? Something incredible. Uh, I don't know, but he has short arms, so it's not impressive. Oh, okay, well, yeah, Trey Young's been Ouch. amazing. He's been just the way he controls that entire team. They're so bereft. They're just so without him, without him on the court, it looks like they have no idea what to do. That team's fun, man. That hockey. We team, thought the New York would like kind of bully them. Like, you know, I like am. it would get real and physical and you know, like, all right, Atlanta's cute and all, but they won't they won't stand that's up. What, to this that's what Click Capella said. Click Capella was like, they're trying to be physical, which uh, they're not the because way. otherwise we wouldn't be doing what we're slight, doing. Slight rant right here. All these people, these NBA Twitter people, these also, occasional journalists who go, oh, we need to get rid of press conferences. Uh, no, no. I want more <laughs> stuff like that. That's how you get stuff like that with Clint Capella sounding like a movie villain and setting up the next game in this completely awesomely arrogant way. You get that through press conferences after these games, before these games. Don't don't take them away just because somebody in some other sport has an issue with them for whatever reason. I, I don't like any of that. They are not entirely fun to participate in, but I make the analogy that it's almost like you're digging for gold. You know, a lot of the time spent digging, you're not going to enjoy, but you need that gold. Clint Capella talking shit to the Knicks. That's gold, my That's friends. Gold. Yeah. Nah, get rid of him. We 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 get Clint Capella on our own. We don't need to. We don't need to spoon feed. Oh yeah, I know, guess, media. Cause, nah, cause yeah. team media will certainly be helpful with yeah. getting us individual players for all individual reporters. That's a good idea, Marcus. <laughs> no, no, like let Kelly Eco get it. That's fine. Kelly Eco will deliver the goods. Sure, you know. I plus I I I don't want Ethan getting deboed in press conferences anymore. Like. You know, who's going to do it this time? Mulder? Yeah. I mean, who, who, who's left? Like, bad boy Steph. Steph's trended bad Draymond, boy. Draymond, baby. Draymond. Well, yeah, right. Steph might go off on you one of you might. You think? It's possible. <laughs> Clay. Maybe Clay. I, no, I, we'll we'll Clay. see. The, the future is. Uh, Clay would immediately apologize. I'm sorry. Clay I was just crazy. Just I was just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, 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 let's just get rid of Zoom. We can get rid of press conferences until we're done with Zooms. That's what I would say. Wow. Let's get rid of the Zoom press conference. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. I also I, I have never can't. participated in one, so I'm just talking from what yo, I think they are. Listen, they're, during the playoffs, I've been hopping around. Yo, it's this. It's not good. It's not. It's not a good representation of what we do, Ethan. It's not. It's, it's not. <laughs> Rare, rarely do you get. Rarely yes. do you get the Clint Capella gold or Mike Malone talking about not fouling one well, up three. You, well, you uh, can't do the follow up questions. That's a because I, that's what I would. Yeah, love. you can't do the follow up. Yeah, yeah, you can't do the follow. But some follow, of the questions fo- too. Fo- follow up is wheat from chaff. Follow up is who's for real. Who's paying yes, attention? Absolutely. Who, who can think? Is that another soccer wheat, player? Wheat and Chaff? Wheat from tears, baby. Which one's the keeper? Separate Which one's the striker? Wheat from tears. He's going biblical on you. Yeah, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> it's, that's, you know, who can do this? Uh, it, it separates people who are doing it in this automated way versus the people who can move and improvise and analyze, hey, what was just said that was kind of interesting. Let's stay on that. Because, Marcus, how annoying is it when somebody is making news and they're in a rhythm, and they're going off, and you know it's time it to feed is, the beast. Oh my gosh! And the players like, oh man, I, I, you know, I didn't shoot well. Like me and my wife are having issues, you know. But you know, so it was a rough night. Next question. So, how, how do much you feel- does it mean to the fan <laughs> like, to you what? that the fans are showing up in arenas now? Or, or, or is even that like, important? Did not hear what he just said. Is or, that important? Or, or, or even can you talk to me about the pick and roll coverage you guys did halfway through the third quarter? It, it, oh, it's, it's like it's, they didn't even listen you to top the answer. It's like, yo, he just said this. You got to follow up on it. You guys run a horn set. What's your mentality? Or just that dude, man, like he was trying. That was a dirty play. He's a coward. He's he's a cowardly player. He's always been a cowardly player. And I said some stuff to him that let him know that. And then the next question will be, you guys have had a great record at home. <laughs> you out rebounded them. And I, by and eight I was, tonight. We're literally dying to slow the. How, he's trying to press unmute. They won't let you. How like, important is it to win a basketball game in the playoffs? It's like, oh God, do you understand that they're giving us news? This is the story. This is the drama. You have to just follow up with it and ask another question. It's ah oh God, it's frustrating. And yes, it's in, so in a real press conference, you can grab that mic. You can you can just it. hold it. So you, you just done. talk. Just, you don't even pass it. Just. Or one of my favorites, one of my proudest career moments was Mark Jackson telling at us, don't twist my words. Don't twist my words. And I just asked him, so who exactly is twisting your words and how? <laughs> He didn't really have much after that, but it was just funny yeah. to me. That was your greatest moment? It was one of my greatest moments because he clearly wasn't prepared for that. He just thought that he would be able to say it. Do you remember that, that whole thing? He was telling yeah, us. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember that. He was yeah. telling us that okay. we really could, couldn't say much because we hadn't seen a 50-win team in a long time. It was interesting times back then. Darren Urban recording stuff. Uh, man, the past, everybody. Yeah. Uh. Mama, there goes that memory. We got hurt sleeping. And then we run the bogus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Get hurt sleeping. Ridiculous. That's that's gonna do it for the latest edition of the Point of Contention Podcast on the Athletic Podcast NBA show uh, with the Athletic Podcast Network. For Ethan Strauss, for Marcus Thompson, I'm Zach Harper. That's Jade Hoy producing. Subscribe to the Athletic or you'll be out like Danny Ainge. Mike Malone.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.